if you're running an in-person event, make sure everyone feels welcome. Now, that doesn't mean standing by the door and saying welcome. It's you saying, hey, what are you here for? Oh, I'm here to get business. I'm here to look for a job. Perfect. What are you looking for? Oh, that's so funny that my friend over there is looking to hire someone that like you and make that introduction. And you know, that takes you 30 seconds and you have no idea how that could change someone's life. Hey everyone, you are listening to the MarTech Wiz podcast. So this podcast is all about marketing technology or MarTech, and we talk with marketing technology leaders about their marketing, their technology, and their journey in the business world of marketing technology. So what you'll take away from these discussions are industry best practices, some trends that are going on in marketing technology, as well as some actionable insights of things that you can implement in your organization. Uh, my name is Steven Stanzak, by the way, founder of MarTech Wiz, and let's get into the podcast. Okay, in this episode, we interview David Markovich of Online Geniuses, which is a digital marketing community with over 8,000 members and events in 25 cities globally. David is always moving 100 miles a minute if you've ever spent time with him, so it's great to sit down with him for 30 minutes and just pick his brain on various topics. We cover everything from the start of Online Geniuses to the current hockey stick growth that it's experienced, and then we also touch on some future plans. I'd recommend definitely joining the community. It's over at OnlineGeniuses.com. It's really a great place online to find just various gems from digital marketers that you really won't find anywhere outside of that Slack channel, which is the platform that it's on. So along the way in this discussion, we learn keys to maintaining vibrant communities, both online and off, really how anyone can find their hustle, and lastly, why David always talks to his competition. David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Stephen. So, David, why don't you start off and tell us a little bit about, uh, give us kind of the elevator pitch for those who don't know about online geniuses and what the community is all about. Right, sounds good. Uh, Online Geniuses is a digital marketing community, you know, the one that you're part of. And we, uh, I actually met you at one of our events. So we do events at, um, you know, 25 cities. We're doing an event in Boston. Uh, we partnered up with Growth Hackers. So I'm going to be actually heading there. And we, you know, we try to focus a lot on bringing value to the community, whether that's like having guest AMAs, whether it's doing bowling together or like sharing accomplishments and, and stuff of that sort. Why did you get started with Online Geniuses? What was the impetus behind that? It, it actually happened by mistake, right? So like I ended up putting like a bunch of people in a Skype group mm-hmm. that I knew, and then the Skype group ended up on Reddit, and uh, from there, uh, you know, the request started, hey, Dave, could you add me, add me to the Skype group? And we ended up building up to like 300 people in like a few months. And that's a very, very uh, big group for Skype. Because could you imagine, it, it was just before you could actually ignore groups. So like everyone was getting every notification. It was just like, whatever that Skype noise is, like, beep. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I realized I had to move. I saw Slack, nobody really knew what Slack was. I took the risk, went on Slack, and from there, um, we ended up, you know, jumping. Now we're at um, almost 8,000, or like a few short of 8,000 people in the community on Slack. From there, we built up local channels. So we had like a local New Jersey channel, local, you know, UK channel, local Austin local New York and the, there was a big community there was like a sub communities forming in online geniuses 
and those sub communities wanted to meet in person. So I started making like these really small events. Um, they're still pretty small, but you know, they're anything from being like in a bar in Utah to like renting out a co-working space and having 60, 70 people come to there. That's uh, basically the story of OG. So when we talk about online groups, kind of starting there before we get into the in-person events, what's the benefit and why do people like to join and why did they get, what did they get out of the online community? Any, any major content platform, you'll like actually see that organized religion is like on the decline. So like we're, and we're, but we're naturally packed, we're a packed species, right? Like we like to roll together. So what happened, so like, if you look at the generations, there was like a lot of organized religions and cults and um, groups like that met in person. And it says that like, that's actually declining. So where are people going for that pack mentality? Where are people going for that support? We're not lone animal. We're not like tarantulas, like sit in a cave for like a year and hopefully we'll get some. Like, we like to roll together, right? That's how we thrive. And that's how we previously survived. Um, so now people are like, they're, they're getting that from like a Facebook group. They're getting that from like a meetup. They're getting that from Skype communities, WhatsApp groups, like that community field. They don't even realize it's all in the subconscious. Like, why do I love this group so much? Am I getting information? Maybe yes, maybe no. Am I really building relationships? Maybe yes, maybe no. But like, that's, those are your people. And that's how I feel. Like I love, I love the people I'm in communities with and I love to give to them. So that, that's my take on, I guess, the growth of communities and like the data that I read that's backing that. Seems to make a lot of sense, and you know, as you mentioned, that's an interesting trend that I hadn't really associated with that. But you do see meetups on the rise. It's interesting how that meets some needs and it's meeting them in new ways. Yeah, and then the culture behind that is like a great source uh, for many, many, many different reasons. What do you think are key ingredients to having a vibrant and engaging community, whether it's online or also for the in-person events? So we could talk about. I guess the in-person first, because there are two different animals. In-person, really making everyone feel welcome. And it's not like a fake welcome. Try, when you're at an, if you're running an in-person uh, event, it's your um, duty if you want to be successful. Make sure everyone feels welcome. Now, that doesn't mean standing by the door and saying welcome. It's you saying, hey, what are you here for? Oh, I'm here to get business. I'm here to look for a job. Perfect, what are you looking for? Oh, that's so funny that my friend over there is looking to hire someone that like you and make that introduction. And you know, that takes you 30 seconds and you have no idea how that could change someone's life. Right? You have no idea what comes from that. And, and you don't, I have no idea because I've thrown hundreds of events in many different areas and a lot of, in some different industries and I've done that. And you don't know, like sometimes I, I actually met, I was in a supermarket like two and a half years ago. So, you know, someone approached me, uh, he was in his like uh, 50s he said, do you remember me? And I said, no. And I was like, oh man, I thought about like the last 20 things I did bad. You know, like usually like, oh wait, was he part of that or whatever? And he's right. like, I was going to let you know that like a few years back you made an introduction and that got me a job and like it actually like saved my house from like defaulting. And it was like, it was like just like a really quick interaction that I was like really caught off guard. Like I, w I was like, I didn't really know how to react like, besides like, oh, thank you. And then like, it, it really took like a while. Like I think even a few days to digest that, like, oh, Wow, like I literally changed that person's life. So like if I'm ever like down, I could always look up and be like, you know, who cares? So like I'm a little bit down, but like I help somebody from like in total, in total anxiety or, or in total misdirection in life or something. They needed that extra handout. So like that, 
um, that that's really important, right? So for in-person events, um, obviously you want to, you know, make sure if you're doing it during a time where people should normally eat. So for example, you do it during lunch or you do it breakfast or you do it at, you know, maybe at dinner time, like feed people. Don't go under the impression that people are just going to come for the food, right? So like at the event that we met at, right? Like I see you saw many pizza boxes we had, right? Like, we put a, a big emphasis on pizza. I don't know, people, it's just like a, it's, it's a pretty agnostic food, right? It's the like, official food of meetups. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's like, it's a pretty agnostic food. Like, and it's not like, oh, I don't eat pizza. Vegetarians can eat yeah. it, meat eaters. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the only people at the meetup that don't eat pizza. That, oh, uh, so yeah, it's like- Why is that? I, I actually, I feel like I talk about this every time I get interviewed. I'm actually paleo, so I don't eat any grains or cheese. Um, so like, I, don't, I actually eat before um, all the events I throw. And I and we also we just switched from like serving wine and beer to like just beer and champagne. So like I don't do that either. So like I literally just go there. Like that's my thing. So if you're going through that time, right? Like you gotta have you gotta make sure that you're not having an event where people um, you know should be eating and making them feel comfortable. Like try to you know try to feed people right mm-hmm. that their stomach full. It's a little bit more motivation to come. Work your butt off to get really good speakers. Basically, you want people to leave, like being like, I met like a few good people. I learned a ton. I'm full. Maybe I'm a little tipsy. All good things. Yeah. So, and and then if you do that and and consistency, which I'm not the best at, but continuously throwing events um, with the same theme, it's it, the model works, and you'll have packed rooms. So obviously you have the meetup online geniuses, many different ones around the world. I have a meetup as well for Martech Wiz. I've just started, you know, feeding people and we'll probably have drinks at future events. And I wanted to know, uh, how do you make that work? I saw a lot of pizza boxes, a lot of beers. Can you talk a little bit about tips you would have for people building meetup communities that are looking to monetize it or at least break even for the event so they can keep them going? Yeah, so I'm gonna share with you, even though you're my direct competition. <laughs> yeah. So um, for you, right? Try okay. So you're 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 basically the, the value that you're bringing is the people, right? So you're bringing people together. They hear something, right? Do you think there's a non-competitive either company or tool or service that wants to reach that demographic also? So if you find someone let's say seotool.com or whatever yeah uh, whoever whoever got that shout out for free <laughs> you could call them up and say hey listen i'm gonna be putting in a tremendous amount of legwork to get these people mm-hmm. i'm gonna be doing the emails i'm gonna be taking pictures i'm gonna be getting a speaker <laughs> i'm gonna be standing, having someone stand at the door i'm gonna be running security i'm gonna set up and clean up the only thing i'm asking if you want to double team this with me is give me blank amount of money for pizza and beer and it's going to go directly there and you're going to get that demographic also with doing 1% of the work. The only thing you have to do is open up your PayPal, open up your Square and send me that. And we're going to come out, we're going to, we're going to reach that demographic together. And, and you could do that, right? Start out and they might say, you know what, like, I don't know. And you just say, hey, I'll make this deal for you for a year. That means like, I'm not going to ask anyone else. So you don't know what's going to happen in a year. Maybe I'll blow up. You know, maybe we'll get covered somewhere. So you're meaning it's every an month, exclusive, yeah, exclusive. or like so they'll sponsor meetups for a whole year, a whole year, yeah. and they're so they can't just do one and done. No, I'm saying you could if you want to run a test or whatever. Like ideally, you want consistency because you're going to be consistent as well. 
if you could try that, like, and I'm sure if like you went through your LinkedIn, like, like I was telling you, right? Like, you gotta really dedicate, like, mark out three hours, even if you're sh- staring at the wall. Figure out your meetup. Yeah, like you want. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, and like, um, yeah. What do people want? And like, who could I partner with this? Like, who yeah. could I bring this to? And like, make go on Fiverr and go make like a one pager about your meetup, and go email that to a bunch of people you know and say, hey, do you want to double team this? Mm-hmm. We could be the, you know, we could kick David's butt, you know, and I'm going to be like, oh, man, I just gave you all the secret. No, no I, want, I, I don't care. Like, I yeah. I think there's enough, there's enough room. Um, I actually have a good friend who you're doing a podcast with, also we're also partners. He, we did an exact, without knowing, the exact same event on the exact same night. Right. Like, I said, hey, do you, you want to come to my email marketing event? And he's like, oh, that's funny. I'm running an email marketing event tonight also. I'm like, oh. Do you like, think meetups are getting too crowded, or at least in New York? Everyone I speak to about every industry, they're like, oh, my industry is too crowded. Like, yeah. what industry is not crowded? Coffee shops. Oh, I'm in New York. Oh, they're not crowded. Uh, Barbershop. And they mean industry is not crowded, because I'll go into that, right? They're all super crowded. And, and if they're not crowded, maybe they're not crowded for Yeah, they, they, it's fine. Like, there's enough room. There's, enough, there's like 8 million people in New York. They all have interests. Every single one. David, do you have a mentor? I do have a few. And I'm actually meeting um, him Wednesday night for dinner. It's funny, uh, we just arranged it. Yeah, I don't know if you know, do you know Jay Weintraub? Uh, I know it's not familiar, but... So he actually, when it comes to like networking and like conferences and meetups, he like kills it. Uh, he, uh-huh. he ended up building LeedsCon, I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Yeah, and he sold it. Uh, he, he runs an email, or he runs like an email conference. He runs grow.co. I don't yeah. know if you signed up, it's like one of the largest newsletters for growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we meet up and like I like stalk him online. <laughs> like I don't think he knows this. Uh, I, and I also like he does now. No, yeah, and he it's not. Uh, it's not just about his work. It's really not about his work. Like he is such a good person. You know. Um, I, How'd that start? Do you just ask him? Yeah, I reached out. Like, hey, let's meet up. Let's meet up for drinks. Like I'm kind of doing a similar thing. And like we're basically like everyone in, in their everyone like has competition and like. Oh, I don't. I always talk to my competition. Like I'm, I, I always like because if you're a real community builder, like you really care for the people. Why do you care? I partnered up with the Reddit community. I've partnered up with Inbound.org. I've partnered up with um, Facebook groups, uh, large uh, marketing Facebook groups. I've partnered um, with. I'm partnering up with Warrior Forum, Growth Hackers. Oh, there's no one that I haven't. Like, like, there's really like, I'm like, hey, let's do something together. Some people are like, why would I do that? And I'm like, what are you doing this for? What are you doing this community for? Are you doing this for a, a, a reason? Or are you doing this for actually like, oh, let's, I love this community. I want to give. Yeah, if I can make money from it, that would be great. And if I could expand it, it'd be great. So, hey, like, I have people that don't know about yours. You have people that don't know about mine. Like, let's. Something I've noticed about you, and I've heard you mention the word a few times, is hustle. You seem like someone who puts in that hard work, and I'm sure you've seen some success from that as well. So, what would you recommend people maybe who are more introverted or just haven't really fully developed their hustle? What would you recommend that they can kind of maximize their communities, maximize their business, and just kind of where does that come from, and how would you recommend other people who aren't can be more proactive? Yeah, so... Um it's not people that don't have the hustle. It's it's like really a lot to do um, in the most transparent way, high and low energy people, mm-hmm. right? It, there's some people that just have a lot of energy and there's some people that have a lot of muscle and there's some people that have, need a lot of sleep and, and then there's people with like lower energy, 
And that doesn't mean you can have, I, I've seen people that can only work an hour a day. They just have no energy and they still have the hustle. Now, I'm going to try to word this the right way. So like if you have low energy, you're like, hey, can I hustle? Like, I just don't have it. You figure out what you're passionate about because I don't care how low energy anyone is. If I told you to go walk 50 blocks right now and at the end of 50 blocks, you're going to have like 5K, 10K waiting for you. And it's gonna take you whatever an hour. I don't care how low energy you're like, you're putting on your sneakers. Yeah. Right? And that's that's true. And like if you if I tell you, hey, by the way, wait online, uh, an hour, we're gonna have like this all you can eat buffet, or go on a plane, but you have to go and go through that whole process, you're gonna do it, right? So like you could push yourself to do it. So they're like, oh, I don't have I, I just I'm not motivated. I, if there's a fire in your house, you're running out faster than than you ever ran out. You could get it, and the only reason why you don't have it, in my opinion, is because you never found that spark. Because if you found that spark, even if you just hustle maybe an hour or two a day, and that's fine. You know, you go take a nap, eat a long breakfast, uh, do dinner, watch some TV, and it's fine. Like some people are like, oh, you got to hustle 16 hours a day or you're not going to make it. You have to hustle 16 hours a day, 15 hours a day. That's not true because I personally know people that don't hustle that hard. Maybe work a few hours a day and they're not telling me, oh, I made this money. I'm literally looking over the money that they made to try to figure out like how I could try to give me either get some of that or help them grow or whatever. So like, it, but they had, they found something they're extremely passionate about. Like, um, I'll tell you something. There's people that work 15 hours a day and they're only really working one hour. Anyway, True. like they're sitting there, they're like, oh, doing this and that. Like there's people yeah. like, oh, I, I worked, I, 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 was, I had a call. I'm not going to mention names, but they told me, oh, David, it's so tough. I, I worked a 12-hour day today, nonstop, not even for lunch. So I said, okay, cool. I'm like, I've been there. Um, it's it's annoying and, like, it kind of moves like you're weak. So whatever, that was that. And then, like, I, I went on Twitter and, you know, just browsing. And um, I, I saw said person's Twitter handle. I just looked. And I saw, like, the whole day's tweet. They were literally, every half hour, they were tweeting. Hmm. So I said... They're like, oh, I'm working 12 hours, grind. But really, they, every half hour, they're stopping to read. So really, they only really work like six or five. And you don't even know. Maybe that's just Twitter. Maybe they're doing that with LinkedIn and Reddit. And maybe they're actually not even working at Unless all. Unless they're using like an automated tool just to tweet. Um, I don't think an automated tool could respond and talk to okay, people. Yeah, okay, you're saying, yeah. So, yeah. So like they're literally tweeting and you know uh, yeah obviously I'm familiar with like Buffer and Hootsuite and that definitely wasn't the case and I, in my head and I'm like I'm not judging I don't I really don't care what anyone else does in this world in any way shape or form but I was just like oh maybe if like they could have worked less if they were to like hey made a Chrome extension or that blocks Twitter and just be like hey, I'm not gonna go on Twitter um, yeah. or maybe like there's like kind of like me is I work really hard I need to take a break I work really hard I need to take a break I work really hard I need to take like just like a minute like I just need to like chill out my break like great it's like I'm fire right like what you said it's just like I'm always around my it's always going like 100 miles an hour so maybe that's the case but whatever I'm I don't judge and um, to each their own and I wish everyone success whether they work one or 50 hours a day what are you curious about now? What are some things that maybe you're trying to learn about or some things that are interesting to you, uh, whether it's business related or even non-business related, whether it's OG related or not, just anything that you're kind of looking to uh, learn more about? I'm trying to learn about a few things right now. I'm, I'm looking a lot into, I'm learning a lot about like generic, for some reason I just keep on finding myself like researching generic pharmaceuticals in that whole industry. I have no idea why. But I, I'm just getting fascinated about like that whole process of like 
somebody invents something and then 10 years it's open to the public and then there's companies that monetize that and then there's companies that make generics of generics and like I don't know I just find that interesting and um, oh there's something I really don't I'm not really catching on um, is like the whole cryptocurrency um, saga I'm just kind of like I dig deep into it I'm just going to be stuck there but it seems interesting it seems like people are having a great time and making money so do you see any marketing implications for cryptocurrency at this point? No, I don't know that much about the industry at all. Yeah, I mean, I've looked into it a little bit, and it seems like there are obvious implications in privacy products and banking. But I think the first person who really figures out a great use case for it in marketing is going to be very successful. No, no, probably the like the third person. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. The first person is going to be like writing a, write a blog post about it and, and then yeah. like the second person is going to maybe do it and then like a third person will be like, oh, I have a ton of money. I'm actually going to, I'm going to move this forward. <laughs> the pioneers get the yeah, arrows right. in the back. Yeah, right? Google wasn't the first search engine, you know? What are some challenges you're facing with online geniuses or any of your kind of community? What, what, what are some things that are kind of keeping you up at night? Nothing's keeping me up. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I... I think just more of like an operations perspective, I, I would like to um, really have like the propping, proper onboarding documents, like the proper um, information, data gathering from people that attend the events, um, targeting people by cities through email so like they don't miss out on events, um, stuff of that sort. Why did you build a Slack channel versus, I don't know, maybe like an email group list? think that a Slack channel has benefits over that uh, or or is it, is, is it just that it was closest to kind of the Skype group that you started off with at first? Yeah, I don't know. I never really ran like an email list with many people, like a, a huge thread. Um, I've been a part of one and I left that pretty fast, so I definitely don't, um, definitely don't have the best um, experience. Um, I, think it, I think you hit it spot on. Uh, when you said it was just similar to Skype mm-hmm. and better. So I know, I think that was it. And so can anyone join the Slack channel? Yeah, so we, I mean, like, it's like if you're actually there to learn and give and take and, you know, then join, apply, and, you know, we look at your history, uh, you know, we mm-hmm. every single person's vetted, uh, which takes a while, and that's why there's a backlog of a few thousand people. I still suggest I want to apply, and if you're listening to this, you could just email me directly, David Online Geniuses. Uh, I'll add you in when I see it. And are you looking to add any more kind of marketing technologies? This is, you know, we talk a lot about marketing technologies on this platform. Is there anything that you're currently using in the community, or something that you're looking to implement in terms of tech? You to integrate it into the community. Any good like automation yeah. integrations that you use with Slack? I know Slack is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so like there's actually a really cool tool that I'm looking at and implementing. It actually just pings two random people in Slack to get the conversation started. And it's called like hiomy.com. Uh, How do you spell that? H-I-O-H-M-Y.com. Uh, yeah, it's actually a hard one. So basically you sign up with LinkedIn, it pings two people, like they match. It's it's a really, really cool piece of technology. I'm looking I'm I'm really looking forward to integrating it. The team is like super nice. They they're like the founders of Blockspring, if you heard of it, and they yeah. pulled, they pulled like a lot of really cool tools. I love so Blockspring. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pumped to uh, to do this with them. Okay. Anything you would do differently with building up the community or the business in general? I mean, yeah, I really wish we had a different site, and that's why we're focusing on redoing that. I gave you a sneak peek, and yeah. uh, that's like really the one thing that's. It's bothering me. I wish we had like a better description about our community and what we're doing. And um, we're putting a lot of work into the site. I'm putting a lot of hours into it. And I actually have a funny story about the site. 
I want to redo the site and I want it to be like kind of like my vision. And I was getting kind of, so I kind of kept on pushing it off and then I found a site that I liked and I looked up what theme is that on WordPress, there's like a tool. And I found out there was a custom theme made by a, a company. So I emailed the company and I said, hey, by the way, I checked out the site you made, I really liked it, I would love to hire you to do it. And I was like, I had the money, I was ready to pay like for whatever it was, like I wanted them to do my site. They responded, she said, hey David, first of all, we're part of Online Geniuses and we love it. Second of all, um, we're located in Williamsburg and that's like where I live. And I'm like, oh wow, it's like a perfect fit, like it's no brainer. So I, I responded, sure, like let's set up a cold, like yeah, perfect, like we're excited about this. And I sent an invite, I called them and they never picked up, like they never, they ditched the call. So I was like, you know what, first of all, I'm never going to do business with anyone who missed a call, especially as a vendor. Like you don't want that to happen, like your site's down and they're like, you know, it's pretty bad. you need someone to like, you know, well, that's especially true. the first, like I don't mind like a few calls in, you miss one, it's fine. Like the first initial call. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it myself. And I started building the site myself, and it's where it's holding. It looks nice, and I'm pumped to release it. If you check out onlinegeniuses.com, it in should like, be up there soon. In not like, yeah, two months. In two months, so that's going to be about uh, October-ish. Yeah, hopefully October. before, but you can check it in. Don't, I, I'm embarrassed to show the site now. Is the site the main vehicle that people find you? Is it like through SEO? Uh, well, a lot of yeah, a lot of SEO. Uh, a lot of them, and then well, most of it's like word of mouth, and we get we get published a lot. So like we are in Forbes Inc, and they they, they continuously push, push us traffic. Oh yeah, yeah. Where do you see the business going in the next year, kind of to three years? What are what are some initiatives on the horizon? So I want to build up the community where, um, you know, we have a, we have like a serious partners program where people become partners and get business and work with a lot more events and conferences, and I basically like the route that we're going right now, just like. Faster, stronger, whatever the Daft Punk song is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, if I had the rights, I would play that song right now, but I'm sure. Wait, they would get you in trouble if you played it? Could uh, it technically? Sure. I mean, if I just played that song, it's like the intro, yeah. I mean, they could. No, but I'm not. An intro, I understand. But what about if you just said if someone was talking about a song and like everyone to hear a sample? Were they, and like you just played it? I, I know you're not a lawyer. I think it's a very gray area. I think they probably would have a case, especially if you're making money off of it. So I'm sure they wouldn't sue me, but if I just played a snippet, I'm sure it'd be under like the fair use. So that's the legal aspect of MarTech Wiz. <laughs> you should check out our Legal Wiz podcast. Did no, you, um, what did you study? Uh, marketing. Oh, yeah? Business, yeah. So did I you? have an undergrad in, actually an MBA in marketing and strategy. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Where did you go? I went to Temple University in Philly for undergrad and Cornell for my master's. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's pretty great. I'm glad I did it. I got my MBA in 2009, and I don't think I don't even know Facebook had ads back then. So when I went from 2007 to 2009, none of these things that we're talking about now in terms of... I mean, SEO was a thing, but very, very early stages. It was probably all black hat, shady techniques, Facebook ads wasn't a big thing. Uh, so digital marketing, didn't learn a whole lot there, and since that's what I'm doing mostly now. But I think it does give you a good foundation of business principles. And I'm sure you had like... analytics. You, yeah, I'm sure you had like a good network. You made, it, you made some friends there when you were there? In terms of the network, it's like... I, th I think it was kind of over, oversold for the network piece. And it depends on what industry you're in. I mean, a lot of the people are in different industries. So if I have like a friend in finance, 
yeah, working yeah. at Wall Street. It's like I'm sure there, there's maybe some connection there, but it'd be much more useful for me to have like maybe just five digital markers who I might meet up at like an online geniuses event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. could have actually just as much of an impact. So. I wouldn't recommend going to business school just for the network. I mean, yeah, I mean, you obviously meet people. Uh, you meet a lot of leaders too. The on-campus recruiting is great. So, yeah, I mean, network is what you make of it. But honestly, I don't think a whole lot of people are like really tapping their network. Yeah, it's hard. Seven. Yeah, it's hard. Thanks again for joining the podcast. I think it was uh, a lot of insightful remarks across the board for a lot of different topics. Uh, what is the best way, you know, if people just want to learn more about online geniuses or get in touch with uh, you or the OG community? Yeah, just if you want to check out the community, go to onlinegeniuses.com. Um, if you want to reach me for some reason, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Insta, and I'm on all those. So you could just find me, David Markovich. And um, I really, really appreciate uh, you having me. And if you know something that can help you, just let me know. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much. Take care. So there you have it, folks. David Markovich of Online Geniuses. His hustle is second to none. David is definitely striving for, as the song goes, harder, better, faster, stronger. But what really stands out to me about David, both in this interview and in person, is how generous and passionate he is with making connections and introductions that can really have impact on people's lives. So make sure to join the Slack community on uh, OnlineGeniuses.com. It's a great digital marketing community, unlike anything I've seen before. And lastly, please don't sue me, Daft Punk.